0: Welcome back everybody to another episode of the keycast the keys to your enlightenment this week we spoke about graduate school going a bit into our own experiences and the pros and cons that we felt we face during graduate school um, as well as going a bit into mental health and imposter syndrome that's been really uh, a huge topic in graduate school nowadays and you know trying to impart some wisdom upon those who might be thinking of graduate school as a potential next step in their career you will notice that at around 20 or so minutes we do experience a technical difficulty where our recording stopped so i just like to apologize in advance for that issue i also have some really good news we are currently on spotify and google podcasts as well as currently being validated for apple podcasts and this is really due to this platform that we're now using to host a podcast called anchor.fm so please subscribe to whatever podcast hosting platform you may use be it spotify or apple or google or castbox whatever Um, Also, as always, we do go live uh, at the end of every single show. Our Instagram handle is at KeyCastOfficial, and we will always let you know when we're planning on going live so that you could join us. Come talk to us, interact with us, let us know what you're thinking, um, and come enjoy the show with us. So without further ado, please enjoy this week's episode of the KeyCast. Good morning! Good morning! (laughs) (laughs) Yo, that's sick song. You know what I
1: was thinking? Hey! Oh. Mm, 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 mm. Well, to give you some background, this song was uh, provided by uh, Carly. Oh, shout Carly. out! Uh, shout out to Carly. Shout out Woo-hoo! to
0: Carly. Yeah, hey boy. All right, so. Wait, you know what I was thinking, Cash? Yeah. You need to make us a jingle, that we could then play at the beginning of every episode. Ah, a jingle. A jingle.
2: You're good at it. Like a cash that stuff? jingle, like with my mouth, or like, oh, <laughs> like I could beatbox it right now. <laughs> No, no, but I'll I mean,
0: like, a... I, you produce, don't you, a little bit? I used to do a little bit of producing. Yeah, okay. I to, yeah. okay. I could, I could actually do it. Uh, yeah. That's a little banger. Cool. We could all have our little voices so everyone has a part. I'll yeah. take the middles, you could take the lows, you could take the highs. Yes. I don't know what that means, but sure, <laughs> I'm take, down. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll take the uh, high. highs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, welcome back to another episode of the KeyCast, everybody. We're back. It's been a while. It's been, yeah. like, what, three weeks since three the last weeks. episode? Yeah. Yeah. It's been three long weeks. Yeah, this we went away. Cash went to New Orleans. How was that, man?
2: Honestly, it was sweet, man. It was a good time there. It was a lot of culture, a lot of live music, oh, live jazz, so which was so nice. you don't get that anywhere else, you know. Like no, it was it was amazing. That's sick. Yeah, and yeah.
1: Oh, I had. Where, where were you? I had I just, a, you were just gone. Through, I had like, a mul- yeah, I had a multi-city trip. It was L.A. first, and then yeah. uh, San Antonio, Austin, a few cities uh, in Texas. But it was uh it was a good adventure. Oh, but, yeah, but I miss okay, you guys man. to be honest like, yeah, I just no. weed I happy to be like, back yeah I'm happy I'm, I'm back I'm not gonna dude.
0: lie this past weekend with neither of you boys here to do stuff with <laughs> <laughs> it was so boring
1: <laughs>
0: and now you're gone this weekend and now I know. I'm gone this weekend yeah. Yeah. off to Chicago but, a
1: good time. Uh, yeah so what uh, are we talking about graduate school experience yeah. alright
0: so yeah, I guess for those who don't know um, Cash and I are both currently in graduate school both doing our PhDs mm-hmm. Yafis Finished graduate school, because he's, I guess, the only accomplished one of us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> only real real person right now. <laughs> only real person right now. Um, maybe we should start, as I guess we said earlier, uh, before the podcast, maybe we should start a very brief overview of what we have done, even though I guess we've done that before. Mm-hmm. You want to start? You have a mic? Yeah, sure. I,
2: I, can, I can start. Um, you mean like background before grad school? Or, yeah. Or how just, about like, what how 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 about yeah, us here? Yeah, maybe so. Kay. So... From York University in Toronto, nice. shout out to York. Shout out, yeah. out to York. You gotta love York, you know. Um, yeah, everyone hates on York, but I loved it. It's it like
0: good high school. You went to school, you came home, you went back to school, you came home. Yeah. wanted to, took- to study a little bit. <laughs> Scott Library. Scott Library. <laughs> Shouts out to Scott Library. Shouts out to Scott Library. <laughs> 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 with, uh, people throwing feces on others in that place oh, right yeah, now. That's, that's they caught them though. Did they? You ca- didn't hear they about ca- this? No. Yo, there's a guy who was just throwing buckets of shit on students at York and at U of T in the library. Just yeah. like running up to them, chucking the bottle and running away. The bu- bucket and running away. Yeah. Was he caught? Yeah, they yeah. finally yeah. caught him That was a
1: shitty situation.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> you were
3: waiting <laughs> on yeah, that. Yeah. Like like <laughs> <time. laughs> oh. Um
2: so yeah, you know, I did kinesiology at York. Uh, I did two theses. One was at York, one was at U of T. Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah York was in molecular bio. And U of T was in clinical nutrition. Nice. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> Just, I was working a lab at U of T and I was like, uh, I was there for three years and I was like, oh, I might as well do another thesis yeah, here. Yeah, fair. It was a good time. I didn't want to do coursework. You know, was it, did it count towards yeah, New York? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's sick. Yeah. Um, so I got six credits from there and then eight credits from New York thesis. Um, and so yeah, a lot of research, which meant like, I feel like I had a knack for research a bit. Like, okay. I don't know exactly what I wanted to do. And so, that's kind of why i did grad school i was like okay like while i'm applying to other things like i'll do my master's at mcgill I'll apply to ufc mcgill chose mcgill because uh my supervisor's a cardiac surgeon and i love love cardiology that's, nice. that's my thing nice. and exercise science kind of goes hand in hand yeah and now four years later i'm still here i'm <laughs> hoping to be done next year i mean that's a very average phd it
0: is yeah it. exactly i mean although uh, if you go to europe they do it four years flat, and they kick you out apparently. Or are three years. Well, three years. Yeah, you can do he it is, in three, and that's that's yeah. normal there. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is
2: honestly, UK. I feel like that's that's fair. Like I didn't need. I don't little, need five six years of graduate school. I guess we can get into that, but I think it depends on your project
0: and what you work with. You think so? Yeah, we could get into it after. I think though, yeah. we I think a lot
1: of engineering uh, graduate school, depending on the master's, PhD, could be done within a year to three years. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're in sciences, agreed for more. So you're more on the cardiac,
0: uh, cardiac. Uh, yeah. So your basic Car- research or clinical? Would you say I do a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Um, so you deal with patients, but you're also dealing with cell
2: lines, mice, yeah, etc. Exactly. Like- so most of my projects do do both. Like I have a clinical cohort, and then um, I might take like, for example, their valve cells. Or I take their valves or aortic valves and yeah, I'll, like, yeah. culture the cells from them, and then
1: do some experiments. All right, that. cool! Um, so, what's the goal of your research? Just the, you know, short, short, what are you trying to solve?
2: So, um, there's a few different aspects to it. My main goal before is like, you know, people get a, people get heart attacks all the time. Either they die right away because you don't get surgery. Well, the problem is when they get surgery, they a lot, most of them die within five years after surgery because they get heart failure. Right. Right. And that's just basically your heart doesn't have the energy or or the capacity to pump blood to the rest of the body. Um, So unlike, you know, let's say the liver, you know, you uh, drink alcohol, let's say it damages your liver and we don't die because our livers regenerate, right? The heart doesn't regenerate. The heart doesn't do it, yeah. Um, So that's a big problem. None of it?
0: Not not a single cell type in the heart regenerates? There
2: are stem cells in the heart, but they're like 0.5%. Okay. And what do they go for usually? What do you mean? Where do they go like for? Like,
0: where do those stem cells? What kind of cells do they become? Like, cardiomyocytes? Um, they, they, they
2: do become cardiomyocytes. Like, there's some comma stem cells. They're called cardiac progenitor cells. So they are more destined to become okay. cardiomyocytes and other cells in the heart. But, yeah, this is just, they're just not enough. So, so we base- see some repair, but not,
1: yeah, not enough. So basically, if you break a heart, it's always broken.
2: Yo, the, the amount of <laughs> uh, heartbreak <laughs> jokes I've made. Your presentations should be full of memes. Oh, man, I have a, I have a book chapter, and it was titled, like, Mending Broken Hearts. Uh, oh, to, my God. Um, using stem cells for cardiac regeneration, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, those are the best, best titles, hands down. Um, yeah, that's, like, the main aspect of my research. A lot of this stuff is, like, Looking at pathogenesis, so, like, how do heart attacks occur? How do people get plaques in their arteries? Um, that's part of my whole, that's that's my whole thing.
1: I would I love to put it, you know, it on my Tinder bio or any of my dating bios. Yeah. I fix hearts.
2: Honestly, I, I have it. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: great. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's
1: good. I use it all the time, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: So, four years. Damn. Yeah, if you want to go next.
1: All right, sure. So, um give you some backstory. Um, I did my undergraduate in mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, my thesis was in computational fluid dynamics. Where, where? In the University of Nottingham, but the Malaysia campus. So, I spent okay. three years in Malaysia in my board shorts and tank shop and flip flops going to class. Literally, not even kidding. That's... That's That's the life. Yeah, Yeah. that's that sounds amazing.
0: People people hate on Caribbean med school, but if you could do that in Caribbean med school, I'm all for it.
1: Oh yeah, (laughs) no, it was phenomenal. Like honestly, uh, Malaysia, great country. Hmm. That's where my love for scuba diving sort of accelerated as well. Nice. And uh, that's when I was. uh, I initially got into mechanical engineering because I couldn't be a marine biologist. Why? Yo, I'm from a very Eastern family. Studying fish is not a career. To be fair, my uh, yeah, okay. career if, as a marine biologist right now. I have a
0: few friends in bio who like would love to be that, but it's not a very no. There's
1: not many designers right yeah. now. No, that's very it, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a very research based you know, yeah yeah uh, sort of stream. There's there's no, you know, uh applications. No, not, to, not at all. Yeah, I mean, but it it would be great. Uh, essentially, I decided okay, I want to design scuba equipment. For marine biologist, so mechanical engineering seemed to be the right, you know, path. You build things. Yeah, and I did all my courses in fluid dynamics and thermal analysis, and uh, did my thesis on computational fluid dynamics. I wanted to run simulations of, you know, scuba equipments uh, underwater. Following that, I joined Dyson the vacuum really gym. yeah yeah. I, I was the fans the fans you know the Dyson I was, oh okay yeah I was in the research uh, development department for around four months okay and um during my time I that's when I realized that in the field of fluid dynamics an undergrad is like nothing yeah. you yeah. have to do a master's PhD is also acceptable like this is one field of engineering when you to do a PhD in CFD you are like okay you needed this but um so i started uh so i even my my own boss like i got accepted to mcgill uh the uh author of the cfd journal is here at mcgill and so it seemed you know organic for me to come here and take a course from him but i i did uh i did a bit of i did a bit of switch in the sense that i came to mcgill and chose my master's in experimental fluid dynamics mm. so that's you know, experimental studies because I thought it would be great to have both sides of the world, both experimental and, uh, computational coming to do my masters. That's when I realized I learned a lot. Yeah. The biggest thing I learned was I hated experimental studies. That was like, I learned that I hated it and I love computational. So I did my thesis on, uh, experimental, but all my courses where ev- was every single course of computational for dynamics that existed in McGill have taken it. Mm. All of them. Did so, you teach a
0: couple courses too?
1: I did a TA, uh, two courses for, okay. uh, for cool. uh, uh, during my time at McGill. Yeah. But essentially, um, I I was required five uh, five courses as part of my master's. I did 10. <laughs> <It was. laughs> I did 10. I did wow. 10, I did ten because I realized I was like, I, I started and I was like, oh, I want this. I want this. I want that. I want this. And I was like, oh, I also have to do my required courses. It's like, oh, this, this, this. Let's graduate. <laughs> wow. Do you yeah. feel like that helped you? Like I, I loved it. I mean, I because I, I enjoyed the courses I picked and the, mm. uh, what's funny is the courses I hated, I got like an A yeah. and the courses I liked, I got like a A minus. I'm oh. like, fuck, like this is, this is not what it's supposed to be. Yeah. like. But it was great. It was, it was a great experience. And during my time with my master's is when I realized that maybe research is not for me. Uh, there could be multiple reasons to, uh, For that, one of them was definitely the fact that it was an experimental fluid dynamics. But the second thing was um, me and my uh, supervisors were different philosophies to how we would want to continue research. Okay, and so that's
0: something we should definitely get into: PI-student relationships. Yes,
1: that I think I could talk a lot about it because I would say 100% of my uh, masters is based on, like, I would say um, it. It could have gone well, but just because of my relationship with my professor, it was a it was a mutually misunder- mutual misunderstanding amongst the both. Yeah. And we both realized we we're not a great fit. That's tough. Yeah. So you finished within two years? Uh, I finished within... No, in two years. In 24 months. You finished... In 24 end. months. It, no, it's supposed to take 18 months. I took, in McEnge. In McEnge. It's supposed okay. to... 18 months is like uh, hmm. the minimum, actually. Okay. And generally, majority of the people finish in 18 months. But it's no like, longer than three.
0: Something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No longer than three. Similar, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So no longer than three. But the reason why... I did take longer, is because midway through my masters, I decided I got an internship opportunity mm-hmm. where at, at uh, Siemens ADGD. That's the Siemens Aero Derivative Gas Turbine Division. It's in, you know, on the Highway Forty on the way to the airport. That's where they design gas turbine di- engines for, um, uh, for oil and gas companies. Yeah. So um, I'll give you a backstory. Generally, what happens is that whenever you design a, a jet engine, you need to consider two things: weight. And uh, a power. So the weight to power ratio has to be high. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, sorry, it has to be low in the sense. It has to be light, but it has to be powerful because right. you're, yeah. you know, lifting it off. But there are other applications where you don't have that constraint of weight and you don't have a big size constraint. For example, on an oil rig, right? And also a lot of the pipelines, they pump in a lot of oil, mm-hmm. but, you know, you don't, it has to be small, the, the you know, the engines that pump them, but at the same time, you know, you don't have the constraint of weight. So what we do is we just take a jet engine. We just modify it by adding different parts or modifying the design so that we don't have to worry about the weight constraint and then set them up into oil rigs and ships as well as one of the Mm applications. But, um, essentially when I was doing my masters is when I realized PhD is not for me because if I did do a PhD, it would be mostly in computational. I mean in experimental, maybe a bit of computational and I did realize that I cannot not hang out with people like in the sense that a lot of my masters was me, myself working processing data and my, my, my interaction with people with respect to my work was a weekly meeting with my supervisor and possibly meeting my lab mates once in a while while they were there, Mm -hmm. if they were there in the lab. Okay. And that felt, I felt like I could not be in a role where I was isolated. As me as a personality. That makes sense, yeah. Oh, that's Just right. just Yeah. Cannot. yeah. Just going. That makes sense. I guess Evie, you can go ahead.
0: Oh boy. Um okay. Uh so I also went to York University for my undergraduate. I started off in kinesiology, which is actually the program that you you yeah. graduate from right cash. Yeah. But after the first year, I always had this idea like I should be a doctor. So I was like how do I study how do I get myself An introduction to this Well let's study the body Let's study kin Um But a year into The Yorks program I absolutely detested it Never. There was some course Kin 1000 For man, sure is, For sure kin is bad Kin 1000 York, yeah. Was the most Bullshit course I've ever taken In my <laughs> entire life And I've taken some Pretty BS courses In my life mm. Um I hated it I also hated the prof But Anyways I, I It caused me to switch Into psychology Which yeah. I really liked like I loved it. I took all the all different social psychology courses at York, um, and then that really interested me. But I got more interested in the why and the how, so I started taking more neuro based courses. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so towards the end of my degree, I did a, a like an independent research, like a thesis, basically, with mm-hmm. the one prof looking at aging and basically hand eye coordination. Um, and it kind of really got me into the whole research track because. I don't say I fell in love with it, but I really enjoyed the idea of discovering something. Yeah. And I didn't know. I mean, I still had the idea I want to be a doctor, but I definitely wasn't ready to go to med school. Mm. So I decided to try my luck in a master's degree. You know, get an introduction to research. Yeah. Um, I knew I wanted to do neuroscience, so I applied to both U of T and McGill. I chose McGill because yeah. McGill's got the best neuro program. In Canada, for sure, yeah. like some of the best neuro research comes out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, and now,
1: you' Did you get access to the Ice Bucket Challenge money? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Th- that's all I know is that the neuroscience program over here has access to that money. Seriously? I, I don't. Yeah. yeah, of course. There's huge I don't know, ALS, I don't know, ALS research like, wait, yeah. here. Wow. Yeah, okay, cool.
0: huge ALS research here. Wow. I don't do ALS though. So I work okay. on. I'm looking right now at aging and mobility. Yeah. Um, okay. And I'm doing basic research, so yeah. I'm using like behavior, electrophysiology different you know biochemical techniques that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um but yeah after like two years i decided that i would fast track to a phd because i definitely wasn't ready to leave yeah i definitely enjoyed grad school i think my pi really had a huge hand in that unlike i guess your experience Mm -hmm. um but we should talk about that later Mm -hmm. and i don't know something about just asking a question and then having, you know, obviously you have limited resources, but as a grad student, you kind of feel, especially if your PI is well-funded, like you have not unlimited, but quite a good amount of resources to go about it in the most efficient way. (coughs) And you're the first person to observe something. And then like, you know, you're where the literature stops and then you're creating something new from there, which is really cool. cool. Um, So that's why I enjoyed... Why I enjoy grad school. And yeah, now I'm doing a PhD in neuroscience at McGill. Nice. Three years into it. Three more
2: to go, probably. Would you want to do more? Like research? After?
0: God forbid. I'm not saying I'm <laughs> Definitely not. Okay, I can't say definitely not. Because, yeah. I mean, I never thought... When I started my master's, I was mm-hmm. like, fuck no, am I ever doing a PhD. God yeah. forbid. Mm-hmm. Look at me now, right? Um, I feel like a postdoc is different than grad school. Yeah. A lot. Because I guess you're technically a contract worker at that point. I feel like a lot of this depends on your PI. We should get into that. We should get into PI relationships. I think PI sure. relationships are one of the most make or break grad school. Big factor. Like definitely. My right. PI has been a huge mentor. Yeah.
1: Okay. So what uh, what, what right. would be make factors, and what would be make factors? Can we have the top three? I would say. Um, I think motivation for the research. Are we I talking about it? make factors for grad school? Yeah. Like what makes a like good need, graduate yeah. school? And yeah.
2: What makes a good supervisor for grad school.
1: Oh, uh, no, just in oh. generally just grad school. Oh, like, okay. why, why would you want to go to grad school? Why would someone decide to go from undergrad to grad school? Is it the passion Passion for research, I suppose? You have to need some passion. I
0: don't, you need some. I don't think it's necessary that much. You learn yeah. how to do research mm-hmm. and you learn how to do that. While you're in grad school, I knew nothing. I went from psych to neuro. Like it doesn't sound like a big jump, but it's a huge jump. Right. You definitely had
2: some at least interest in the field. Yeah, yeah. But like, I knew nothing about the brain. That's yeah. That's fair, actually. Yeah.
1: Okay, and then um, what else? Why would you want to do graduate school? Depending develop your critical Mm. thinking
0: skills. I mean analytical thinking analytical skills that you learn in graduate school Mm -hmm. are transferable in every aspect of life i don't think a phd is to learn about a topic i think a phd is to learn the scientific method which is a method of asking a question and going about a way of answering it Mm -hmm. that is
2: empirical
1: that's the reason why it's called phd a doctorate in philosophy that's right
2: yeah yeah but it's true like you know a lot of people think that you know I'm gonna go to grad school so I can be a prof or something something like that no uh, maybe back in the day that's how it was but now I think it's like you go to graduate school for the opportunities right and yeah one you learn all the soft skills but also like
0: there's so many other fields uh, I'd like to apologize it seems as though we've had some technical difficulty issues I don't know where we stopped
1: no it was just a few seconds I just when you turn it back on
0: okay well anyways let's continue yeah um, in terms of art yeah. Well, honestly I, I have no idea I yeah I have yeah. no clue like I think there's a value of studying you know history studying politics studying people mm. I don't want to devalue anybody's hard work um, I guess it depends how you use it in the end
2: yeah that's true like are you doing grad school to prolong I guess what you like you don't know what you want to do and that's why you do something in the arts maybe <clears> like. <throat> But I'm sure, like, there's a lot of useful information that comes from that. But
0: I would imagine that the skills that you learn are quite similar. Oh, 100%. Regardless, I mean, yeah, we're learning very specific techniques, but they have their own techniques that are relevant to them. But the the whole scientific method and analytical thinking, it's going to come out the same.
1: What's interesting is I did meet a few PhD students at McGill, and they were doing a PhD in language. I don't remember which exact program it is, but it lasts 10 years. Jesus. What? Why? Uh, It's because they have to master... Two or three languages and then do a critical analysis of the language itself so learning a language and mastering it takes like three three years it's it's oh, insane that's it's really working. cool yeah. actually that sounds but really that's cool. cool but it's
0: wild. But
2: that's, that's wild. it's like, yeah. like so,
1: 10 years yeah that's incredible. exactly so I met one of the professors who was teaching one of the courses and he knew more than uh, 15 languages <laughs> Damn, he oh was God. talking to me in Urdu I'm like whoa wow yeah that's like, that's yeah. actually pretty cool. What, are you, what, a white guy or something? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was oh, really sweet. weird. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. really <laughs> and he was good at it. Yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah That's yeah, jokes.
2: Yeah. Here's the thing, like, a lot of people, we've been a part of a lot of uh, working groups where now, you know, maybe we thought that, you know, like, you get a PhD, you get a better degree, or maybe a bigger degree than a master's, and that gives you more opportunity. Um, but I think actually now, it's not necessarily the case, you know? Yeah. You don't want um, to be overqualified. Yeah, people think like, oh, you're overqualified, you know, you need a lot more pay, and they just don't look at you altogether because you have a PhD now, you're, yeah. too, you're too much, no. which kind of sucks, you know, like, as PhDs, we spend all of our lives doing this and we're paid, what, minimum stipend, next stipend is like 20, 25k. A year. Yeah. Like, that's nothing to live on. Exactly. Yeah. So we're not expecting a lot more of a increase. Like our baseline is very low. <laughs> um, but then all these employers think like, oh, we got to pay them like, you know, 120 K or something like that. They're so specialized. Um, you know, it's tough. It's tough now.
0: So, yeah, if you want to do a PhD just because you want to prestige, don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a grind. Um, we should actually talk about that. Mm-hmm. How was the work life balance for you guys? How is the Well, I mean, how was it for yeah. you? How is it for you?
1: All right, so I, I can I can start first because I stopped at a master's. Yeah, I didn't too. jump into a PhD. Would it have been that much different
0: or would you have just continued? Because I don't feel like my life since I fast-tracked has changed no. significantly. Uh, on the
1: contrary, I think I work less now. So I can't tell. I can't tell just because I haven't had that experience. But based on what I've seen <clears> through my, the PhD students that were in my lab, I definitely would have had a more relaxed life for sure just because my course workload would be less. That's
0: what mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. But
1: at the same time, I had no work-life balance. There's no balance between my, you know, personal life as well as my school life. It just was a mush. I didn't have any. I didn't have a sleeping schedule. I didn't have anything that was uh, like every, week by week. It would be uh, erratic.
0: Yeah. But what I mean is, you talked about earlier when you're introducing your, your background. You talked about how you know you had no social life because you were just in the lab all the time. The only person you interacted with was your supervisor. Is that because you pushed yourself to finish maybe for a certain deadline or you took that upon yourself and were able to stop it at, let's say, six, seven, eight o'clock at night if you wanted to and go out for a beer or to hang out with some friends? Or is it that your supervisor was the kind of supervisor that's like, get this done or else?
1: So it was more like, solve the problem of the world, here you go, and would would leave me in the lab uh, with, without much supervision. And, uh, what would happen is that I would sit in the and Okay. First of all, i worked in the aerospace lab and I did experimental studies and the wind tunnel was around, like we all three of us could sit down in the wind tunnel and chill and we could turn it on and, you know, have a blast. (laughs) But, uh, essentially, um, my experimental uh, work involved me to be in the lab all the time and in this room, It was just the nature of the research where I could not, you know, um, I could not essentially uh, like, like it's exactly like how you go to your doing your lab work and you know, when you want to study your mice, right? So you would have to, you know, uh, be out or unavailable during certain times of the day. Yeah. Similarly, I had the same issue, except I was trying to collect so much data that essentially my machines were running, around 16 hours a day. And you have to be there for that? And, no, and I didn't have to be 16 hours a day, I had to be there at least one to two hour intervals to extract the information, then post-process it, while the, my next data was you know, being extracted. <laughs> okay. So the idea was, and plus I was having a full-time job at that time, oh, okay. so I was working nine to five, and then working from five to like 11, 12, and then post-processing. It, it was, I'd say the toughest it eight, to, like a lot. eight yeah. to nine yeah. months
0: yeah. of my life, but it was great definitely do not recommend taking on a job i mean at least for me like seeing how i see people in basic research taking on a job on top of your phd that is a lot it's a lot because it's a (laughs) full-time job in itself yeah it's it's more than a full-time job like yeah some weeks you're working 60 hours Mm -hmm. some weeks you're working 30 hours some weeks you're pushing you know seven days a week 12 hour days each more than 12 hour days at 60 so like I don't
1: know about you guys, but the best times that I had, the most, uh, you know, relaxed time was when everyone else had exams. Oh Uh, yeah, definitely.
2: (laughs) You know, like I'm stressing out and then you're just like, oh, I'm going to go home for an extra week. Yeah. (laughs) Something that I want to talk about, I guess, in terms of the work-life
0: balance that cash could definitely weigh in on, um, is the freedom that Mm -hmm. if you allow, not only if you allow yourself, if you're able to work into your schedule, that grad school gives you, because, we both have a ton of extracurriculars that we do in grad school. Yeah. Um.
2: Especially, especially you, I think. Um. I don't know any other job that would allow that. Oh no way! Yeah, <clears throat> like I, the fact that I can like leave the lab for whatever reason and come back a few hours later, like no job would allow that, and yeah. it gives you the space to basically do whatever you think you can handle for a good four or five years. Yeah. Uh, but it's tough. Like at the same time, you got to be self motivated. You know, if you you're aren't. not, if you don't push yourself, it's so easy to just fall fall behind. And three years goes by, and you're like, oh shoot, like I haven't done a Anything, lot of my Yeah, thesis, yeah. <clears throat> which is important. So yeah. you need to stay
0: on top of your work. I think. But grad school is a it's a roller coaster.
2: It is. And I was gonna say, like, I don't know about you, but I think a lot of motivation comes from the extracurriculars. You know, yeah. like it's hard to do the same lab techniques over and over again every day for five years. Yeah. Right? And if I didn't have different things going on at the same time like you know you you can probably go you you could get pretty um what's called burnt burnt out you get burned out quickly
0: i think actually what you said is exactly right it's critical to have things like yeah being part of clubs starting new clubs like you have a safe space where you have a safety net you know you could try to do something and if it fails you're not going to get kicked out of your job you Mm -hmm. have you have a cushion. Yeah, like you could just go back to your PhD. Like exactly. Nothing went. You're not taking away from it. No. You're actually adding to it. If anything, you're learning how to do things. Um. But yeah, actually, even even within the PhD, taking on side projects. Yeah. Side projects that within your field, for example, let's say your PI has some, you know, dream project that they've always wanted, or you do. If you have a good enough PI, and that's I guess the key. Yeah. Having a good enough PI, mm-hmm. they will let you. Take on whatever you want. Exactly. They're a true mentor. Yeah.
2: And I, I feel like because my PI let me do all these things, like I ended up working harder in the lab. Mm-hmm. Like, like I can't imagine having a PI that would say, like, no, you can't do yeah. all these things. You, you just got to stay in the lab and don't take on anything else. Like, I feel like that'd be really demotivating. So, what extra.
1: Oh, yeah, Sorry. I tried taking a French cross, but clearly my PI was not happy about it. Said, I had to drop it. He, saw he forced it. you to drop it, or he was. He literally told me, like, he saw me it for a French class at McGill and he came, he called me in the office he's like, Oh, I, I saw you resisted for the French class. Do you want to graduate? What?
0: Okay. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like I've had conversations with my PI where <coughs> they see that I'm doing a bunch of other stuff and they're like, well, how are you going to have time? If you have the results, you should be able to do what you want, which yeah. I know you did have the results, but that's ridiculous. Yeah.
2: That's, That's too much.
0: That's not a
1: mentor. That's a boss. And that's not a good boss. I can talk about a thousand stories out here. (laughs) Just to give you a backstory, um, Mm -hmm. we were sitting uh, at lunch at work. And what had happened is uh, I talked about my supervisor. And I met five five or six of his students were sitting at the same lunch table. And we were all going at it. Really? Story out of story.
0: Yeah. Okay sounds toxic yeah, yeah. alright so wait what extra yeah. curriculums do you do right now um, on top of your PhD
1: do a few you know like uh, wait first start with all the Instagram accounts you have <laughs> oh man let me tell you you follow me on all of them
2: you know first of all I, I'm a barber part-time so if you want a, a free fade Fades by Cash. That's the. Do we all look now. good at the fade? Should I get a fade, guys? You should definitely get a fade. Yeah. yeah you Are you definitely.
0: saying that because what if I don't go to you? Should I still get a fade? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you should. I
2: hundred percent am m 4 fades. Um, what else is there? Uh, I have a cat account for my cat, mm-hmm. um, Lily the Kitty Cat. Yeah. Yeah. Follow follow her. Very cute. Um, we have this one, Key Cast. Key Right. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, please follow us on Cast. It supports us. Kikas official on Instagram. Yeah,
2: that was good. Um, but <laughs> I won't. Get, I won't get into the rest. <laughs> um, and then, um, yeah. Then my first year, you know, I started off like joining like the surgery council. You know, like I forget what else I did. Just like other, there are a lot of a lot student of other, government. Yeah, student government. There are a lot of other opportunities. I think that McGill has. You know, like um, the three minute thesis. That was that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, or just like. They have like this uh and also non mcgill things as well like they have this competition called like science expose you just show like a really fun fancy picture of your work and you can get like an award through Oh, uh, that's cool yeah it's pretty cool so i submitted just like an fluorescence image i was like top 20 finalists and i'm like well okay this is just like cells wait this was
0: 2017 this was you were competing against my uh one of my lab mates oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. calcium what was it they had like Calcium, on a sea of Purkinje cells. It was yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. no. There are some
2: really cool images. Like I knew it wasn't going to win, but the skin
0: face transplant one.
2: I don't know if I, I don't know if I saw the one skin face transplant. No, not skin. Face. It was like it was they
0: they were cutting surgery into the face. Oh they re- yes, removed I, I yeah. the skin, and you yeah. could see very clearly the muscle fibers connecting the skin. To but it. it was all uh, it was drawn, oh. right? It was hand drawn. No, no, no. It was real. It was a picture. Yeah, everything oh. was real. Yeah, okay. yeah.
2: High I, I highly recommend checking out some of the co- some of the pictures from the competition. They're really they're really cool mm-hmm. um, but It's not just it's not just like the um, uh, Harder science like there's like astronomy pictures. It's all all over the place. Nice um, Yeah, and then like uh, got dabbled in some uh, entrepreneurship innovation stuff um, <clears throat> I had two failed startup ideas first one was in like it was like a medical device um, medical devices are great, but it was for an invasive surgery. Very, very long road ahead. None of us were really down to do more. Um, another idea was more in education. It was like getting uh, a lot of getting students more involved in, in science from a younger age, like elementary school. Um, it's just like a fun project on the side. That's not work out either. And then finally, we have I have one startup now called Plaque. Shouts out to Plaque. Nice. Um, do you have an Instagram for Plaque yet? I'm going to, I got to make some like LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. I got to do all that stuff. Like hopefully this week. Nice. Um, But yeah, honestly, one of my, one of my biggest achievements so far, like um, we won the Cooperathon. you know, we got some, my tax funding and it's going really well. And so it's, I think I'm a huge fan of uh, entrepreneurship now and innovation uh, and that could be like a good future option for me. Cool. Which I definitely don't think what I would have gotten to without the PhD. Yeah.
1: So I guess from my side in the engineering world, mm. every startup or company starts with a PhD. Yeah. Google did. And, you know, that's how even my, the company that I'm working for, Maya, the founder converted his PhD into a company. Mm. And that's what it is. That's really cool.
2: Yeah. That's like a big thing. There's even um, a special program now at McGill. I don't know if any of you have heard of it. It's probably very new. But you can apply to switch your PhD into more innovation-based PhD. Yeah. So you don't do like three papers you publish, whatever, but you have basically one project and you try to commercialize it within your PhD.
1: Wow. Okay, that's good.
2: That's your whole that's your whole PhD. It's just one thing and you're just trying to you pitch it, you um I don't know, build a business model around it. Maybe you'll go for a second PhD after this one. <laughs> I think like you're allowed to switch in up to two or three years in. You're oh, allowed to go get that? No, it. but my my actually there's com- potential commercialization eventually it depends yeah. on the results I guess yeah this is any I think form of commercialization but it's a newer program I think it started maybe like last year right. or something you probably gotta hash out some kinks first yeah but if I if I knew about that going in for sure I would've switched into that which mm-hmm. I think is like a better PhD you know like well it's more
0: having, real life adv- application
2: exactly you know like having all these like more basic uh, research papers is, is great but having more in applied science I think is like the fifth, yeah is the way to go
1: it's really the experience that comes with it right yeah Exactly. I, I think that's One of the main reasons why I didn't want to get into a PhD in experimental sciences, especially in fluid dynamics, mm-hmm. zero application. I was like, I want to get into the real world, yeah, yeah. and go all applied. And engineering applied is all is already out there. Mm-hmm. It's not something you know that exactly needs discovering at this point.
2: Well, it reminds me of uh, someone we met at the Boston Consulting Group uh, recruitment event. Some guy was in theoretical physics, <laughs> and he's like. Most of them were actually in <laughs> Yeah, most of them like were Like three or four of them were in theoretical yeah. physics. And he was doing like theoretical physics, I guess, is a lot of math, a lot of physics, and like, yeah, obviously all theory. And then a lot of the work won't actually be experimental until like 20, 20 years later. And wow. And so that's like one cycle of the scientific method, 20, 20 years basically. Yeah. Um, so he was just like, you know, I don't want to stay in this field. You know I, I'm not going to see anything from my work. So that's why he was switching to consulting, which...
0: Clearly worked out for him. It yeah. seems
2: right. Yeah, it seems like he's he's doing well. It's a good potential option as well, actually. Definitely, yeah. Shouts out to consulting. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out to consulting, yeah.
0: yeah. But um, I I definitely agree. Extracurriculars. If mm-hmm. so, one big thing that's plaguing me- that's plaguing graduate school right now is um, is mental health, and extracurriculars mm-hmm. I think is one of the best ways at least that I've found has helped me to maintain a, a, a level of sanity. Yeah. You know? So what,
1: what are your extracurricular yeah. activities that you, Oh my God.
0: Um, I, okay. Well, when I started, I joined the media, the like psychiatry and surgery. I joined the neuro, um, student group, uh, it's really easy. I think to get into that, gone to that, I stayed with them. Um, now I'm on the biology grad student association, I immediately joined this program called Brain Reach. I don't know if you've heard of Brain Reach. Uh, it's a McGill-based organization where the, we they, we send out graduate students to high schools or elementary schools uh, across the Montreal area to teach neuroscience and then we go back you know six or eight times and mm-hmm. teach lessons continu- continually to the same class throughout the year. Um, and then I was also a part of the Brain Reach North which sends which creates content and also sends students up to indigenous populations in Northern Quebec to do the same thing on mm-hmm. uh, schools there. So I joined as a volunteer initially, uh, became one of the co one of the two co-presidents of the high school branch. So now I'm like overseeing the entire operation for that. Um, I then started this year, a mental health, uh, initiative with PGSS, the postgraduate student society mm-hmm. where, uh, it's a peer su- it's essentially a peer support program but it's exclusive to grad students so there's 8,000 grad students at McGill um, and there's no mental health services tailored specifically to them so I was like this is ridiculous and yeah. now we've been running for a couple months and quite successful so far actually um, and then of course random things on the side like we're going to do a case competition next year, which oh, I'm yeah, super right. excited about. Yeah. Uh, hopefully a startup competition. Sucker balls. Sucker balls. Oh, yeah. Intramuros. We play intramuros. Yeah. Oh, here's another thing. Do yeah. either... You said you TA'd. I TA quite a lot. Just yeah. not because I have to, but because I quite enjoy it. First two years, I TA'd uh, first year biology. It's so yeah. like Bio 1000 and 1001 kind that's of stuff. That's cool. Um, now I TA med students, which is awesome, in the nice. neuroanatomy labs. Did you
2: ever ta Honestly, it's, it's tough with surgery. You know, we don't have an undergrad program, so none of our students have ever TA'd before because whenever we apply, we're always uh, second. Like, they choose people from their own cohort first. Gotcha. So, neuro, <clears throat> to yeah. TA in neuro courses. Um We only had one student, actually, Allie, my friend. She's the only one that was able to ever TA a course. Wow. Because her work is immunology. She applied for immunology course, and everyone, the first wave declined. And so, she was next on the list. Okay, nice. Um, but that's like a big big issue in our department that we've yeah. like, brought up a few times. Mm-hmm. I mean, TAing's great. It's great, great is money is great too. It's great. Yeah, yeah. it's great. But I think the opportunity it gives is, is a lot, is, is really worth it. You know? No, for sure. Well, we you learn a lot. Exactly. Yeah. The teaching but experience is, is great. You say McGill pays well. They don't pay nearly as much as
0: Ontario schools. That's course. what I heard. Oh my God. Oh, really? York, when yeah. we strike?
2: I don't know that, yeah. It's like two years ago. I can't say a week.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes. When they strike, like, when we were there, it was what? straight twice yeah so the one four I think years ago okay they raised it to almost 40 bucks an hour yeah it's 29.60 right now 29.60 something right now yeah it's 40 there in Ontario I'm
2: surprised I thought it would be higher here although did you get pay equity
0: Do you get your money dude you gotta call them so McGill had this thing where they were retroactively um, actually I don't know if it's for TAs i think it's maybe for casual workers so any casual worker at mcgill which i don't know if it encompasses tas or not Uh but like i was a research assistant in my lab before i was a grad student um they went retroactively down to like 2015 or something like that 2016 maybe and paid extra they're like we didn't pay you guys enough we took too much on vacation pay or something so here's some extra money i got an extra a grand and a half
2: from what years was this how long ago were you a casual worker? No, because I, I work casually now at uh, Skillsets, right? I've been there since 2016. I would
0: message them and see. Oh. You, it might have been automatically up into your account. It was for me. Uh, I guess one day I just never noticed that I had an extra 1000 yeah, 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 no, But right yeah. to tuition. Um,
1: cool. But yeah, you, you TA'd like what, three? I TA'd uh, three courses. Um, nice. One of the favorite uh, courses I loved to TA that I enjoyed a lot was Fact 400. Mm-hmm. It's basically a one credit course, but have those? It, yeah, yeah, it's a one credit course where you talk about engineering law and, uh, ethics. What was great is, uh, during my first year, but I was seeing it, it was a shit course, it was one credit where people sat in class, walked out, that's it. Yeah. And then the next year, the next semester, they decided that they want to redo the entire, um, curriculum. And so they said, "TAs, here you go. Create one for us."
0: Did you paid extra,
1: like extra hours for that. Yeah, we got yeah, paid definitely. extras. Yeah, yeah. We, That's so pretty we, cool. So nice. we created a curriculum for a fact four hundred, and you know, it was a case study based analysis of different engineering problems. All oh, right. Nice. Looking at the ethics of it, looking at just the law uh, aspect of it, and then also there was a bit of engineering involved. But what was the greatest? Uh, you know, it's it's, it's sort of a, could I say the blooper a blooper is because when you started naming the companies, I named them after Kashmiri words that meant uh, things that people didn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> <Those> bad word. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> My mom. And what were, was the
0: donkey word that's the same in Farsi?
1: Car. Uh, uh, car. Car. car, car it. But it's like democracy is like without a brain, and Amazing. akal is like. Yeah. and of and course they, everyone's just up there being like yeah so yeah. this guy without a brain
2: and you're
0: cracking up in the bag you're just like, yo oh. I
1: send that to my family group chat They, there's like, at one point they were like this is too much like oh, this oh is too God, much that's so good that's brilliant it's so good
0: but yeah the reason I bring up mental health is because this study that came out last year in nature biotechnology I don't know if you guys saw this the mental health crisis in grad school no um, not at all go ahead basically they did a bunch of uh, survey analyses they did like one of the generalized anxiety uh, tests, one of the normal ones that a lot of you know psychiatrists use. Um, one for depression as well. Six times higher risk of, or sorry, incidence of depression and anxiety in and among graduate students is six times higher than that of the general population. Something like forty-two percent compared to like seven percent.
1: I see. That sounds right. Like- I can I can understand why is that not
0: why. insane like does that not shock you guys i obviously it doesn't shock you in the sense of like you're not surprised me, but i mean yeah. like that's that mind is, blowing yeah, to meant, put numbers up, yeah. to that six that's times it. more likely than graduate students typically are you know of higher socioeconomic status mm-hmm. they're typically healthier what 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 does the reason point so the one some of the reasons that they point to yeah. are poor work life balance Oh, definitely, oh, yeah. yeah. Which anyone who's done any form of research knows that you're sometimes. I mean, what time is it right now? Nine fifteen. I'm going back to lab after this. Are you really? <laughs> yeah, I got to oh, I got to mount some slides. Um, man. Poor PI student relationships.
1: Hundred percent.
0: And another really, really well. Of course, there's the lack of payment. But I don't yeah, think I they mentioned. I don't think really they mentioned that actually. That's definitely but a huge. One, one thing is, is American study or is an American study? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but they did. They had people i think most of the students that they cited or that they studied were either arts or like the health sciences but they had some engineers and some other people as well one of the big things that i also want to talk about is imposter syndrome
1: could you you give a definition of what imposter syndrome is Uh,
0: yes basically it's the feeling that you don't belong where you are merit merit out of merit yeah Okay. I can't speak tonight. Yeah. Um, and any any reason, the only reason you're there is because of luck. Basically, it's like I'm not good enough for this. You're not attributing your successes to you; you're attributing them to luck or to mm-hmm. some external circumstance. Okay, and that's rampant. And, is that uh, school.
2: Is that what, was another factor? They, um, that, that paper or that study they talked about it for sure. It?
1: Yeah, I I still don't yeah. understand. Maybe
0: it's a feeling that you don't belong. It's a feeling okay. that you're there, but you don't actually belong there. And everyone else has messed up somehow or somehow has overlooked something to get you there.
2: To be honest, I find it a little surprising because I feel like, uh, and maybe that's just, I don't know, you, you guys can maybe also explain your, your situations. But I feel like I had, like going to grad school, Like I have a lot more potential than what grad school gives me. And I felt like I was underachieving almost because of the limitations that grad school sets.
1: Okay, but because I th- okay, we need to take into consideration that that you know we've gone to a good grad school. Yeah, that's not have gone easy. to a great a great school, yeah. Yeah, a great grad school that takes merit to get into.
0: Yes, yes. However, but so it's just a feeling. It's of, not. It's, yeah. yeah.
1: So the definition, according to
0: Harvard Business Review, is uh, defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy, inadequacy that persist despite evidence of success. Um, impos- imposters. In quotation marks, suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence uh, that override any feelings of success, external proof of competence, etc. Um, and I'm not going to lie; this is something that I have, in the past, felt to a degree, mm-hmm. not to the same degree as many other people that I've spoken to. Yeah, because uh, I've gone to a bunch of workshops on this. Oh wow! Okay. Um. It's yeah. So I'll tell you my experience with it yeah i came like i said from psychology i had some research background i'd worked in an immunology lab for like two three months i was like an ra in some that was it, like organizational behavior lab at Schulich for I was, for a few months and then i did my my undergraduate thesis but i joined this lab that's basic research completely out into the left field yeah. compared to what I was used to. I had no knowledge of the cerebellum. Hell, I didn't even know what the hell cerebellum was. Yeah. I mean, I did, okay. but like barely an idea of what cerebellum was. Yeah. Never worked with, didn't really work with mice. I never knew what electrophysiology was. Mm. And I felt like I just bullshit my way into getting a master's position. Like, why would they choose me compared to someone who has experience in all of these? was a genuine interest in the questions. Yeah. I had an interest in what I could do, but I didn't necessarily have an interest specifically in what the lab does. I more wanted to know I I don't know. But I I felt like I pulled a fast one on my PI. Like legitimately that's how I felt when yeah. I moved to the grad school. <gasps> like hey, I got it. <laughs> yeah. I was shocked. Sure. I mean, I always figured I'd get into the school. I just didn't understand why they took me over somebody else. Yeah. Um And it's also, once you get there, you start comparing yourself to others. Definitely. And you realize, like, especially in the beginning, you kind of sit there being like, wow, everyone knows so much, and I know Jack. And no matter how much I read,
2: it doesn't matter. That's true, actually. Like, first year, you're overwhelmed by, like, all these super smart
1: people that are so successful in your life.
0: Even people in the same year as you.
1: Yeah. Guys, I died. I remember the number of research papers I had to read and reread. Over and oh, over yeah. and over and over again. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. Yeah, I hated. It. Okay, that part. The, okay, that's now. Now I saying. Now, now I understand yeah, what you mean. Okay, yeah. but like, it it is a
0: genuine sense of, like you 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 do something well, you get some good data, and you're like, yeah, but I mean, it's 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 good data, but like, it, it's not because I'm good at getting this data. It's just like, you know, I got lucky. Yeah. Or this data was, you know anyone could have done this i just happened to be the one to do it Mm -hmm. you know where even though sometimes it takes you know hours and hours and hours of work of doing it Mm -hmm. it's actually quite a difficult technique to do and master um it's just completely taking away any sense of self-success and
1: attributing it to everything else yeah oh that's yeah no I, i completely understand that's how i felt especially around the phd students when i was in my masters yeah i was dying these people just knew what buttons to click without yeah. even you know looking at it like oh this is how you do it. Mission accomplished. This night, like, yeah. how
2: that's wow. tough. Like I guess going in you don't see this like three four year gap between you True. and them. You feel like you know they're just so beyond that w- what I know. Like is I'll just never yeah you can never get there.
1: And the thing is I came from a different school as well. I was not I didn't I didn't I, didn't, I, I guess you guys also didn't do your undergrad at McGill. No. I felt no. like people who were already at McGill who did the undergraduate degree already knew the system knew the environment. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like, you know, a swim lane for them. Just like they continued moving forward versus coming here. Not only did I had to adapt to the school, but the new city life, finding yeah. a new, you know, place here in the finding city. Finding friends. Like I moved here knowing yeah, one person out in the West Island. Yeah. Majority of my friends were all undergraduate students because yeah. especially at McGill, there were only two subjects that people talked about in grad school. At least the people I was with. Research. Yeah. And immigration, really? Oh yeah. <laughs> for us, <laughs> it's research don't... and drinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like majority of them are international students as well. Yeah. So all they were talking about, okay, we're gonna we're coming here for grad school because we want to immigrate to Canada. Yeah. And that was ne- my, that was never a goal for me when I came to Canada. My mm-hmm. entire goal was like, oh, I want to come for my CFD analysis, uh, you know, uh, project work get that done and hit to the ocean. Yeah. You know, go back to live on the ocean. Yeah. That, that was the, uh, and who <laughs> knew that Montreal was the ocean of great people. Whoa. Oh, yeah. killing us it. Yo, back in Montreal. Yeah. But yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, imposter syndrome, it's more, it statistically speaking is much higher, much more found in women mm-hmm. compared to men. Um, and I mean, I've talked to so many of my colleagues who talk about their imposter syndrome? I'm shocked that you guys have never heard of this. Honestly, like, I like, yeah, especially I you it, at McGill, like, I didn't think it was that as prevalent as you're telling me. Yeah, it's quite prevalent. But, there's yeah. a lot of work. There's a lot of uh, workshops. And what people do is our death cafes too. Well, have you heard of this thing, death yeah, cafes? Uh, Daniel's the
1: one uh, running them, right? Uh, I know Daniel. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Probably. He Sounds does scary. Everything. Basically, like you sit around in the circle and talk about dead. And dying. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've never it's, done it. I, I want to go. I
1: don't know if I want to. I, I want to go so bad. It's basically, you know, people uh, sit down together and they talk about death. Is it like the philosophy of death, or just no, like, just, just in general? Maybe yeah. maybe
0: we should do an episode on death. Yeah, we should. Oh that my sounds, God. Like, sounds like a good one. Vote now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. D- d- uh, uh, I guess uh, uh, you know I was just gonna start about my philosophy of death, but we gotta stop. We're gonna uh, talk yeah. about. We're gonna have to stop. Listen, we. Well, yeah, I no, no, so but I'm anymore. talking stop about death. We're talking about more about graduate school experience because it's interchangeable for me. That was good, guy. That was <laughs> good. No, but uh, again, like going back to grad school, like I, I, think if anyone who's listening to this is planning to go to grad school, they need to think this thousand times. Like, yeah. do yeah. you really need to go to grad school? What are you trying to accomplish out of it? They should be clear
0: once getting in. Oh yeah. It. So yeah, how about the, that's uh, at this point in the podcast we've talked a lot about our thoughts. I say we go through a bit of a pros and a cons list, and I, then maybe impart a little bit of wisdom of like a checklist of things that people should be thinking about if they are thinking about graduate school, mm-hmm. um, and if they are in already in grad school, how they could improve their experience so they don't go through a Yafis type experience.
2: Yes. Do you want to go live for this? Sounds All right, like a good. Like summary, almost like pros and cons, oh. and like perspective yeah students. let's do it
1: oh i just got a message uh from mario he's like i hate grad school <laughs> oh mario uh, you know what how about we just call mario yeah, you wanna give mario call mario? Mario? yeah let's give mario oh a call. wait text and...
0: him and see if you want ah fuck, let's let uh let's have a let's have a guess <laughs> mario's
2: guest mario's definitely a story because he's in the lab constantly like you get i get pictures from him like 7 p.m on a saturday night like yep. he's taking images and stuff
0: we are right now calling our friend mario who is hopefully going to answer and talk to us about his graduate school experience.
3: Hello. Hello. Hello.
0: Mario, you're live on the Hi. key. You're live on the KeyCast right now.
1: What? <laughs> so we, we, we what? decided to give you a call.
0: We want to hear about okay. your graduate school experience because we think it's going to be both similar and different from ours.
4: Yeah, well... I'm tired. I'm still at the lab. <laughs> no! oh, I knew
0: it. <laughs> so. It's nine. It's nine thirty on a Tuesday for content Mario, why are you in
2: the lab? Because I'm analyzing a lot of data, and I have my committee meeting coming soon.
4: So oh, I need true. all my data for that
0: shit. Yeah. 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 That's so that's that's, that's scary, for actually. for those who don't know any listeners, a committee meeting is essentially once a year. You meet with a g- panel of people in your field that you have hand chosen who will then evaluate your progress and help you pick a next move it's kind of like a a milestone in an an annual milestone and they are extremely stressful and you're always scrambling for data as mario is doing
4: and honestly i think it's just like a pain in the ass because i'm working and i'm doing my thing and that thing is just adding more stress to what i already have which is which I don't understand because I I always discuss with my supervisor my experiments, and my results, and like what's coming next. And now, with this coming meeting and stuff, it's just like adding need more stress that I don't need. Yeah. I just don't like them. <laughs> so, would uh, you. yeah.
2: No, go ahead. I, I, I feel you, Mario. You know, like I, every committee meeting I've had the week before, I'm pulling like all nighters in the lab. Yeah. You know, like just trying to get as many results as I can. And then half of them don't work. Yeah 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 time uh, but,
0: management skills are critical yet none of us have it yeah.
1: so i guess this is one thing about grad school is that, that from what i learned more than undergraduate is like you learn to push yourself beyond the you, limits you thought yourself <laughs> yeah you learn to push yourself <laughs> if you
0: don't know how to push yourself you're not going to succeed as well as you mm. could you, you yeah. have to be self-motivating that, there's no other story to it
1: so Mario, I think uh, one question um, you know I'd like to ask you is I you, you've you talked about a lot of negativity about what's going on in grad school. Could you tell me one thing or tell us something good about grad school?
4: Oh, well, uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, I like grad school. It's just like certain things that I don't like. Hmm. Uh, for, well, I love what I do. I That's hold good. my experiments. I enjoy them. I like my results. I just don't like the pressure of, like, presenting, like, when they want to, you know? Mm -hmm. And I like to work on my pace and stuff. And also, uh, well, what I always tell myself when I'm like this is that that I'm doing this. Well, I work a, uh, I test drugs for that can be a treatment for a disease. So Mm -hmm. when I'm like this and I'm just like, I just don't want to keep going. I just think about the patient. That I'm doing this for. Because yeah. at the end, yeah, I'm going to get a PhD out of this. But the like the big picture is them. The big picture is the people that are suffering from this thing that I'm studying.
0: So and it's rewarding for you.
4: I've, yeah. Yeah. And actually, like because I've had um, the, I've met patients from the disease I'm studying. And uh, I don't know, it's like keep them is them that keep me going
1: mario could you could you uh, tell us uh, what what disease exactly are you studying yeah so in my lab we work
4: with ALS, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis so Uh basically it's the motor neurons that connect your brain to the muscles they get sick and they die so the connection between your brain and your muscles is lost then you stop uh you you cannot control your muscles and stuff, and then you die because uh, the diaphragm, some muscles, too. so you stop breathing.
1: You stop. And yeah, that. Uh, yeah. So, so I think two, this is this is uh, we had, we talked about a bit earlier about the ice bucket challenge, and that's where the money yeah. for the research came from as well.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think actually, my lab got money from the ice bucket challenge. That's okay, the cool. thing That I'm working on right now. So thank um, you to
0: everybody who dumped ice on the head. the ice bucket
4: challenge. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's pretty cool actually you that's pretty sick that, right? I, I think call.
1: I think they collected around 200 million dollars they collected yeah. a lot of money yeah, yeah. not the, that last week yeah. yeah. Mario was working with 200 million dollars
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would work in that lab if I could yeah.
1: but yeah so Mario we were you know thinking of having a shout out and uh, I saw your message where you said I hate grad school and I was like you know what well I hate it right now
0: yeah that's, that's <laughs> but, but thanks
1: right. for your testimony
0: I yeah no that was good <laughs> that was good we appreciate it
1: well Thank you, Mario. Continue doing, oh. continuing helping people. Good and, luck. Uh, good luck. Yeah. Good luck, Bye. Mario. Okay. We'll have a razor soon.
0: But yeah, so that's what I mean. Like it's when I say it's a roller coaster, there's times mm-hmm. when you're working 16 hour days and yeah. there's time where you're like, I don't feel like going to work today. I'm yeah. going to stay at home and wash the wire. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What, the wire, I haven't watched that yet. I uh, I know, yeah, Fizz, you gotta watch. The okay,
0: wire. okay, are we going live right now? Are we going live? On- so, so at this hear? point, I would like to remind everybody again please, please follow us on Instagram at keycastofficial. We go live every single show, we want to make this as interactive as possible. We would love to get to know you, we would love to have discussions with you. Um, best way to do that is to Instagram us, slide into our DMs, yeah, Loves that. E. Yes. Yeah, loves it. All right.
1: That's, you know, uh, I think I was talking to someone about it and we were talking about uh, being consensual. I was like, you you know, we've got to be consensual about everything except for sliding into DMs. I mean, I don't know yeah. if I agree with that. <laughs> I don't know if I agree
0: with that. <laughs> well, I guess you can't really ask. Yeah. I'm going I'm I'm to edit this part out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: How do I Are I, you asking me how no, you go live? Did no, we know nothing we, from uh, the social media episode? Are we are we going live through Kikas or through mine? That's the what key Keycast. Keycast. Yeah. Yeah, let's go through KeyCast. So that's that's exactly what I was trying to bring in. Alright, edit that out, please. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I said wrong, but it could be taken wrong, yeah. Who knows? Mm. Got, oh, found you here. I have you troubles? I I was okay. Apologies.
2: Okay.
4: All right.
0: Just set it up there. Yeah. Um, hold on. Second connection. Come on. All right. So, welcome to the people on Insta Live. So, we've talked about graduate school. Uh, we'd like to, right now, I mean, of course, if there's any questions, we'd love to answer them. But I think we wanted to talk a bit about the pros and cons of grad school and impart some wisdom on anybody who's um, thinking about graduate school. Yeah. Okay. Are you recording?
1: Yeah, uh, they said it's checking connection.
0: Yeah, no. and now you're like, okay, so now. So, yeah. pros about graduate school. All right. Um, pros, you know, learn a lot of soft skills. Learn a lot of soft skills, right. including mm-hmm. like, for example.
2: Oh man, okay. yeah. Uh, time management, presentation skills. Oh, yeah, project management. I think is is the, probably one of the biggest Huge. ones. Yeah. Massive. Huge, massive. Yeah. Um, you learn how to be self motivated. Analytical think. thinking skills. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you push yourself past
1: limits you thought you had. Yeah. Correct. Um, what else? Um, I, I think uh, beyond the knowledge, uh, uh, uh so, and pushing the boundaries of research. I mean. Yeah. It's good. 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 Yeah. Oh, we've got.
2: Uh, yeah, the feeling like you, you, you are pushing. Boundaries of researchers trying to make make a big change in the in your field—that's definitely a, a big aspect. Yeah, yeah, and being um, the first person to, you know, observe something,
0: to yes. study something—it's yeah. awesome. Um, more cons, at least for from me and Cash's experience, the ability to expand your knowledge and, and your skill sets past just your research and doing extracurriculars within the university or within your own life. I mean. Is that a con or as a pro, pro, oh, pro are we game. still talking yeah, about are we yeah, still yeah, yeah. Yeah, talking, yeah. talking pros right
2: definitely Evie, before you mentioned like grad school is probably one of the only um jobs i guess you can have where you can do all these other extracurriculars right yeah when you have like a real nine, nine to, five, to five like oh you, my can't God. Do, you can't do anything
1: true and i can speak for that is that it's difficult to have a social life you yeah. so know if you're having a nine to five job working and then going going you know getting back to work I always remember my dad used to just sit down. He's like, "Oh, I want to take some rest." It's like, "Oh, it's you know, you just came from work. What does that even mean?" Mm-hmm. But having a nine to five job, it makes it very difficult to make friends, uh, you know, beyond the circles of uh, because, to be honest, like the only reason I have so many friends is because you guys invite me to all these graduate events. I feel like I'm part of.
2: That's just true, yeah. you been to. That's how you know. <laughs> Although to be
1: fair, recently we've been hanging out with a lot of full timers.
0: The- yeah, we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's back and forth. Yeah, know? back and yeah. forth. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, just the ability to take a day off if you feel like taking a day off, you know, you yeah. want to leave, go have lunch with a friend at two o'clock, go yeah. have lunch with a friend at two o'clock. Unless of course you have an experiment plan, but you're in charge of your own schedule. Yeah, exactly. You have a supervisor who's more of a mentor and a guiding person, mm-hmm. hopefully, yeah. then they are a authoritarian
1: tyrant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that was my experience is that my PI and myself, we didn't get along. Well, our mm-hmm philosophies in life I would say um uh, didn't match and uh we-, we move over all of us sorry just because okay. that camera yeah, oh, yeah yeah and so turn essentially um I'd say uh, the other con is not having a worth f- we oh, uh, cons or pros still sorry a con are we done with cons are, are we done with pros yeah, I think, uh, no, I think the reason when you said PI, it was a con for me and a pro for you. Oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah That yeah, was my transition. Sure, yeah. It's like, okay, maybe it was a, you know, it was a thing that could be a pro and a con. Mm-hmm. We have Rachel Kuda. Hi. Yo, yo. Hey. Okay, so Rachel, we, ha- we just had a conversation with Mario about, um, you know, uh, <laughs> grad school, positive or negative? Drop it in that comment. Yes or no?
0: I know what their answer is. Uh-huh. what is it it's me <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. yeah Chelsea is our biggest <laughs> <Yeah>. fan <laughs> yeah. rachel for you graduate school
2: you know what i'm saying LaFosse. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: okay okay right Ra- to rachel i mean i guess i'll speak for sure. her so told she did not like graduate school no
1: okay no not at all mario we all know
0: uh, <laughs> by the way, Mario, who we heard on the phone, and Rachel, who is there, we're in the, are in the same lab, or were in the same, the same lab. lab. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Both got money from the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Ooh. It's pretty wild. Um, but yeah, cons. The yeah, you were yeah, talking so cons. I
1: said uh, having a uh, supervisor who's not supportive yeah. is a yeah. big con. I mean Huge. that that honestly was the biggest con but i'm talking general
0: place. cons of graduate school for the majority of people i said having
1: a, a balance in life a, a proper sleep cycle maybe it could be a uh, you know some people could do it but i personally could not do it just because of the research work that i was involved in yeah mm-hmm. i yeah. could not have something that was regular
2: right yeah I no i agree with that and then evie you mentioned uh the imposter syndrome mental and, health do you want to in general yeah, all that? that's yeah that's true yeah. Oh, Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: I, I could talk about my experience, about I now I think about it back. I mean, I remember I was so de- demotivated because my results were not coming through. Yo, I that's could,
0: actually a good thing to talk yeah, about. Yeah,
1: and oh, I remember crazy. my results did not make any sense. I could not get anything out of it. It was just mm-hmm. garbage, and um, it was uh, around uh, um, four months before I was supposed to graduate. I was basically submitting my thesis. I was sitting on the couch yeah. eating food and watching uh, a TV show. I don't remember. And my roommate at that time passed by. He's like, hey, aren't you supposed to be working on your thesis? Yeah. I was like, I just gave up. <laughs> oh man. It was bad. Oh. It's like, I could not, I could not extract. I could not, I, like, I had data, mm-hmm. but absolutely useless data. Yeah. And I
0: think that That's... highlights something. It's like, no,
2: know. no, you, you finish
0: it. I was going to say that highlights something that we should talk about in the enlightenment section or the wisdom section that your data is not you. You know, oh, yeah. your
2: good data is not you and your bad data is not you. Well, in general, like, it's hard to not associate your work or your day job with your identity. Yeah. Right? And so when you constantly are failing with all these experiments, you feel like you're a failure. Yeah. And that's that's tough.
0: But we need to realize that sometimes the answer is no. You know, you ask yeah. a question, there's sometimes the answer might not be what you expect it to be. Mm, yeah. Just because your experiment doesn't work, just because your experiment did not render the results that you expected them mm-hmm. to to give... Doesn't mean they didn't work. It could just be that that's what the answer is.
1: But the problem is, you know, you went through an avenue, which was essentially a failure. That's how it's viewed in the academic world. If you that's found changing. something,
0: oh, thank God that's changing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, is that changing now?
0: Yeah. People are realizing that negative results are also results. Okay.
2: Yeah. Who would have thought? Eh? <laughs> I think I read a paper that published exclusively negative results. There's a journal that does. Like only negative results. That's what I don't know is. if it's a good journal, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but that's that's the way to go. You gotta publish some negative results. Yeah.
1: Otherwise, you have publication bias, right? Like you can't just always your results can't be perfect. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. think at one, ah, oh, you know what? To be honest, looking back at my uh, project, every time I got a result that was unexpected, I'd be like, hmm, I think I need to redo that result. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that would create a bias in the experiments itself. It's because there could yeah. be an anomaly that we don't understand
0: yeah uh, that's true going back to imposter syndrome like every time especially in the first two years of my PhD or my masters anyways mm-hmm. um, whenever I got results that were positive I didn't trust them yeah I trusted negative results more than I trusted my positive results oh, and I always actually... wanted to go back and do more mm-hmm. because I was like I must have somehow fudged the numbers I yeah. must have somehow done something to confound my experiment and get these results
2: yeah that's the way that's the way to go you know like you can't just do it once you have to do it over and over again but even
0: after at some point it needs to be enough and that was the issue is that it was never satisfactory to me it was always like I'm doing something wrong what's being said
2: negative results don't mean it's not true and positive results don't mean it's true
1: I hate research so much (laughs) 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 yeah that's um, you You know yeah we've come to a point where um, research could be for some people who and yeah. research research is not for everyone not for everyone that's for yeah, sure well
2: now I think is the least amount of masters or PhD students are becoming are going to academia yeah right? not a lot of people are staying in research and they're doing other things
1: I think that's also because the positions available that's are much also uh, yeah. smaller also because the
2: funding available especially in Canada
0: is much smaller
2: yeah we're yeah we're
0: in trouble we're cutting right. back Um. I think we should give a little bit of wisdom to anyone who's thinking of grad school all three of our current you know live people, mm-hmm. um, some of whom are in grad school, some of whom have you know, yeah. done grad school, but in general, any listener who's thinking about graduate school, I'd say, what would you what would you suggest? To don't,
2: that? like, I've, I've talked to a few people who are looking to grad school, and some of them say, like, they just think, like, because of the name, you know, you get a master's degree or a piece or something like that sounds uh, like it'll be helpful in your career. Mm-hmm. Say don't do it because of the name, you know, you have a specific goal in mind or at least a few specific careers and does do you need grad school for that yeah. a lot of the times you just need like work experience you make your way up um, or like you can do the research or the you can learn the skills outside of grad school um, but do you actually like if you want to be for example um, a microbiologist nine times out of ten you're going to need a master's in or a PhD in order to be a real full-fledged microbiologist yeah. correct um, but a lot of other fields don't don't require that so that's what I say, like, do your research of your careers and see if it's the best option.
1: Yeah, I think that's it. Um, you know, once you, a lot of people I know who do grad school is just because they didn't get a job in undergraduate right at the bat, mm. and so they think that you know going to grad school might be a bridge. Maybe you know they could have taken an extra two to three months to rethink what they yeah. want to do in their future. Uh, so if you do plan to go to grad school, know what you're getting out of it. Yeah, you know understand what it means to go to grad school because I feel like, like you guys just mentioned, maybe it's just for the name. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are just jumping into, you know, they say, Oh, we finished undergrad. Now we need to do a grad degree because it's the next thing to do before mm-hmm. we get into work life. But, and we talked about this earlier is that it could be a negative thing to have a graduate degree in a lot of, you know, uh, industrial or, Uh, non-academic career paths where they think you're too overqualified cool uh
0: a couple things first as you guys said really think about why you're doing it do you like research is there a topic that you're really curious about yeah um once you do decide that i would say if you're not sure if you if you're not gung-ho ready to jump into it start with the master's degree Take the two years to decide if you like it. Most schools nowadays will allow you to fast track, which just means you go straight. Instead of doing two-year master's and another five-year PhD, you just do five-year master's. Mm -hmm. Or a five-year PhD, rather. Six-year PhD, you just don't get the master's. Um, The master's really like a trial period. Exactly. Essentially. Um, Another thing I would suggest is really take the time to find yourself, not only a PI that is good, uh, that's a good fit. Correct. But a lab environment that's a good fit for you. Know mm-hmm. the lifestyle of the lab. Are you gonna to need to work long days? Are you gonna to need to work, you know, if you're working with mice, maybe you are tied to the mice research. If you're working with culture, you might be a bit more lenient because you could just grow some more cells unless they're very expensive. Yeah. Um, like the people that you're gonna be working with because if you don't like them, it's gonna be miserable.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, also, get their opinion on the PI. Yeah. Yes. Like when you go interview for the lab, like you interview the supervisor and the students. You have to interview the students.
0: Yeah. Like,
1: Readmyprof.com. dot <laughs> I wish I went on to that. But it that doesn't, yeah, it doesn't that's tell great, you... but I won't
0: tell you about the the research. like you could learn a lot about a prof when they're teaching, yeah. but when you be, you a lot of times in your lab, I don't want to say become your family, but your PI, if they're good mentor, they're gonna become a significant person in your life. Yeah. You can't get that from ReadMyProf. My Prof
2: okay true yeah because you get to understand their personality yeah that's not on that's yeah. not on right now
0: but do a lot of research and interview with a lot of labs if you can mm-hmm. because that's the only way to be able to choose your yeah. destiny really it's true um yo if you guys didn't go to grad school or didn't go into cardiology and engineering grad school what would you have done what I would have done four, four years ago yeah. cash what would you have continued into
2: honestly yeah, I would have done computer science yeah? Yeah, 100%. Why? Um, I'm learning now, maybe eight years after the starting of my undergrad, that it is, I feel like it's the way to go. Oh, 100%. Which is why, like, part-time, like, I'm learning how to code in Python. Oh, yeah? Um, through what? Through Coursera. There's, like, okay. free, there's free courses that are pretty good. I big.
0: have a Udemy course if you want. So I might ask really for good. it, yeah,
2: because I need, I, need an, I just finished this one, so I need another one. Okay. Um, but I feel like it's the way to, it's the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you hear Sorry. <laughs> How's it? That's sick. Yeah, I agree.
0: My brother's doing his master's right now in uh, like applied math and AI. Yeah, coolest
2: so, like, yeah. degrees. Go, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not gonna go for uh, another graduate degree, but I can definitely learn these skills like on the side. Fair. Yafis? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <sighs> retired. That's job. <not> <laughs> <wrong>.
2: Retire <laughs> at 18.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, um, what would I do as a job? I mean, I, 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 I'm doing the job that I would. No, instead of going to graduate school, what would you have done? It's dying? Yeah. It died. It'll, it'll save dying. though, right? Yeah, it'll save. Okay, okay instead of going to graduate school, I would say... Oh, 100%. <laughs>
0: a sugar so, bean. one of the comments we just got on the Insta is that Yafis would have been a sugar baby. And uh, Yafis is... Not curly would have been, but baby. he is currently a sugar baby. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry.
1: He wishes he was yeah, currently yeah, a sugar, a sugar baby. baby. I wish, but it would be dope. It would be dope. Um, <laughs> uh, as a uh, other, if I didn't do my masters, uh, I would have uh, honestly continued working for Dyson. It was a great environment. Just like done engineering research as mm-hmm. well would yeah. be what I would be doing. Uh, but if I didn't want to do something that was engineering related, maybe being a doctor. You know, uh, a lot of my family, they you know you know they have a family group chat and they talk about medicine. Sometimes I feel like, hmm, this seems quite interesting. Yeah. I, you know, I, I love meeting people and they meet people on a daily every basis. Day. Nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yep. that's a good question because I think that the answer to that question changes so much for me Yeah. every couple months. I was always, you know, always flirted with the idea of being a doctor. Still flirting with the idea of being a doctor in the future. I feel like n- I, back then, doctor was the only option. But if I if I say now if I could redo my uh undergrad or not my undergrad my grad school I don't know if I do what I do I'd do with my gut microbiome oh <laughs> nice yeah yeah that's yeah. actually that'd be cool and then I would do it with that innovation thing yeah and we'd create twenty three andme me but the gut microbiome version
2: man I th- I just saw I was um,
0: I was talking about this with Anshul so Cash's yeah. roommate is in gut. Is studying the gut microbiome, and he said like there are people trying to do that. I well, I just
2: heard about them. They're called um, Micropredictome.
1: Wait a second. Uh, Rachel says Yaf tries to give me antibiotics every time I'm it's sick. It's
2: true. You're, you'd be a horrible doctor.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My Antibiotics are bad. <laughs> no, I okay. I I have a I have a love relationship with antibiotics. <laughs> so didn't you hear about u biome? I mean. I. I What's Ubiome? I'm, I'm not, not sure. I'm not no, we don't no. know what Ubiome U-Bio is. You got to enlighten us,
2: Rich. What up?
1: All right. So, i yeah. he's uh, talking about uh, Ubiome, by the way, antibiotics phenomenal, phenomenal. But, <laughs> but,
2: but <laughs> I think like there is, yeah, like I said, there is a company that is doing... The twenty-three and Me for my Yeah, long. there's yeah. probably a bunch. It's just, oh, maybe that's what she's talking
0: about. Maybe that's that's what you biome is. Oh yeah, that's exactly what she said. Yeah, yeah. Well, we did say we heard it here first. There we you got go. Like bio episode. So maybe they stole the idea from us. or not. Oh <laughs> Um. All right. I think we well, could probably wrap it up. I'm, yeah. Any last words? Thank you for listening.
3: They were.
1: They were. <laughs> oh, they're being investigated by. Oh,
0: okay. So we can still do it better. All right. Yeah. yeah. So we can, we're going to do it. All right. We're right. going to do God, it. By the next episode. All right, guys. I love it, right what down. should we talk about next week? I don't know. Apparently, it's really
1: hard. Oh, no, Rachel, we do understand why it's really hard to do because a lot of the bacteria that are in the gut micro... You know what? Listen to the episode. Yeah, listen to our okay, episode right. on the gut
0: microbiome. You might learn something.
1: You might. No, she's smarter than us. <laughs> that's again. also true. Yeah.
0: Um, we should talk about pot. Yeah, we could do that. For pot? sure. Pot? Marijuana. Oh, okay. Legalization, uh, uh, okay, Legalization sure. yeah. and benefits, detriments, etc. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Plastic, plastic surgery. surgery. Yeah, that Aesthetics. could be great.
1: Aesthetic and non-aesthetic plastic surgery. I think we need to, you know. Okay.
2: Beauty enhancement.
1: You know what, Mario? <laughs> yeah, Mario, what Mario. do you want to do?
2: Yeah, Mario wants our opinion on his butt lift. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Alright, cool. yeah. thanks well, for listening
0: uh, Thanks for tuning in to Instagram Live uh, We do this at the end of every show So mm. we will always let you know ahead of time And do we have an outro song?
4: Do we uh, uh, I have an outro
0: song? Yeah, finish the song, song Are
1: the songs out there? Are my phone's uh, out there? Alright, so go out, go uh, out on
2: uh, Can you, you can't play at the same time,
1: can you? Uh, no, I, no
0: Longevity but- Ooh, that's a good one too Try to a in, that is Good. Alright, Go for um, it
2: Um, I don't know which one Any
1: songs pick We're, first,
0: trying, to, we're one. trying to find a first song right now
3: Mm. Oh. 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 Mm. Mm. Goodbye, Goodbye, mm. BBs.
0: Later.